Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. I've been battling allergies for years now. Let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available release sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. What's up, gang? Welcome to The Greatness Machine. I'm your host, Darius Mershazde. I'm so pumped to have you here with me. Now listen, The Greatness Machine, we're about two things. Number one, people who are living their passions. And number two, those who are creating greatness in the world and doing both of these things despite the odds against them. Each episode, we're going to feature interviews with game changers, business leaders, you know, telling us their origin stories, what made them tick, what got them to where they are now. Why? So it can help you step into your greatness within your life, your business, and your career. Occasionally, you might hear a few solo episodes from myself, moi, as I say, as I leverage my 20 years of entrepreneurship as a CEO and founder to help you grow and level up in your journey to scale your life and your business. So come be a fly on the wall, enjoy the conversation, and I'm stoked to have you here with me. What's up, everybody? Welcome to today's episode of The Greatness Machine. My name is Darius Mashaz, and I'm flying solo for you all. Today's a solo episode, first solo of the new year, 2023. Can't believe it's 2023. Um, so I woke up just about a week ago, and it was, uh, I guess it was maybe right after Christmas. And I was, I was sitting in my house, and I just had, I felt this like calling to 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 kind of give my story, my testimony around the moment that I discovered this amazing moment of gratitude and, um, and to some people you might think like, Oh, come on, dude. Like, like, yeah, you gotta know, everyone knows what gratitude is. And, and and I want to back up for a second. I'm a person, you know, I tell my wife this, I'm like, you know, I'm, I don't really, I don't feel old at all. I'm 44 years old and I hear people say, Oh, I feel old. And I'm like, well, I don't know what that feels like. I've never felt old in my life. Um, I don't feel old. I don't feel any older than I did 20 years ago. I just feel like I'm same. It's kind of the same. I just keep, I keep learning more and, and aging, <laughs> uh, but I don't feel old. Um, I said, I don't really feel guilt. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't do bad things and I don't know. I don't, I don't feel bad about other stuff that I haven't done. I mean, there's some people have all this guilt in their life and I, I just don't have that. Um, and, but another thing is I had never really felt gratitude in my life, which is kind of a weird thing to say. You know, there was the very, I didn't know, I, I didn't grow up with that feeling. I grew up kind of in this weird environment where there wasn't a lot of gratitude. So, you know, you kind of become what you observe as you, as you grow up. And for me, it, that was a, definitely a, a, a gap, if you will. Um, so I want to take you back and I, and I felt this moment, this, the moment of gratitude really came pretty recently for me and it's been a life changer and it's been something that's really kind of transformed my being. Um, but the journey to discovering gratitude is one that began about six years ago. Um, and so, uh, in 2017, I was, you know, 38 years old and I was, you know, basically just doing my thing. I, I built this big business and I had, I, you know, kind of accomplished a lot of my bucket list items, checked a lot of big boxes and I had this weird kind of thing inside me that I started describing as this voice, this little whisper. And I would tell people I have a little whisper 
it's been kind of whispering in my ear and the whisper was whispering um you know that something was missing in my life and and so it was just a thing that was kind of there and i i ended up i started getting um you know coaching around it and and just kind of started peeling away the layers of of myself to try to discover like why do i feel this way why do i feel like something's missing in my life nothing's missing in my life i have all these amazing things happening i have an amazing family and i have an amazing business and you know i'm at that point i'm moving to austin or i just moved to austin and and i love living in austin and and I have great friends and I have a great network of professional and personal people that I get to spend time with and I get to travel. And I, I mean, like, dude, checking all the boxes, like anyone listening to this is like, screw you, Darius. Like, <laughs> like, what do you mean? You get so much to be grateful for, you know, my health. Um, and, and yet I had this whisper deep, deep down inside me that was saying, something's missing in your life, man. And it was just something there. And so fast forward to April, 2018, I was, sitting at uh, Gathering of Titans, uh, you know, the event at MIT I talk about a lot on the show. And I um, I was at a lunch and it was a curated lunch and, and they had some sort of conversation starter. I can't remember what it was, but it, it was a cur- it was basically a group discussion that was curated. And I was sitting next to this woman who was a speaker at the event. Her name was Oksana Az- Ezberard. And, um, and I had kind of said what I, I just said right now. I said, you know, I've had this kind of voice inside me that said that something's missing in my life. Now I'm going to press the pause button. The thing that I felt was missing in my life was that I had kind of gone down the wrong path that I wasn't, hadn't done what I was supposed to do. And if you had asked me what that meant, it was like, you know, I was comparing myself against people like Dwayne, you know, Johnson and, you know, Barack Obama. And I'm like, Oh, I should have been a movie star and I should have gone into acting and I should have gone into comedy and, and all these dreams that I had when I was a kid that I just really didn't follow that much. You know, I went for money. I didn't follow my heart. I followed, you know, the money, if you will. Shout out to Clarity for supporting this episode and providing us with the samples. Hey there, friends. It's Darius Mishazda here, and I have a little confession to make. You see, I've been battling allergies for years now. And let me tell you, they've been a real ordeal in my life. Allergies have been my constant companion. It stopped me from fully enjoying the little things in life, canceling plans with friends because of sudden allergy attack to missing out on an outdoor activity because of sneezing fits. Allergies have been a real nuisance. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing and a runny nose, itchy watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I've been a Claritin D user for many, many years now. And let me tell you, it's made a world of difference. Since I started using Claritin D, my symptoms have improved dramatically. Now I can breathe easier, enjoy outdoor activities without worrying about sneezing fits, and truly live my life without being held back by allergies. Ready to live as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter now. You don't even need a prescription. Go to ClaritinD.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear uses directed. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. In the world of successful partnerships, names like Procter & Gamble, Ben & Jerry, and supply and demand echo through business history. But when it comes to growing your business, who are the perfect partners? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. We're talking from launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage 
all the way to the, did we hit a million dollar order stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling shipping supplies or promoting productivity programs, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Picture this, a time when my business was facing a tough hurdle and I wasn't sure how to break through. But then came the breakthrough moment, a game changer that took my business to the next level. You know, what I absolutely adore about Shopify is its unparalleled ability to adapt and grow with your ambitions. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 75 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Darius, all lowercase. That's D-A-R-I-U-S. Go to shopify.com slash Darius now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Darius. And so um, I, I, I felt like I had kind of gone down the wrong paths. And, and even forget about that, but even business wise, I felt like, oh, I chose the wrong business and I had all these start stops and redos. And I knew all these people that chose the right business out of the gates and did, you know, sold their companies for mega millions. And here I was, you know, running a big business, but I hadn't really had a big exit. And I was just comparing myself to everybody and in the world at large. And, and that was what the voice was inside telling me. That was what that whisper was kind of just like saying, Hey bud, you know, you, you didn't go down the right path. You didn't, you haven't done enough. And I was, I was stupidly, I was believing the voice. So I'm sitting at this table talking to this group and it told me I have this voice inside me that's, you know, just kind of tells me something's missing. And so Oksana asked me a question. She said, well, you know, have you gone inside to work on it? Cause I, cause I felt like I was going outside. I said, you know, I'm going, I'm getting coaching. I'm, I'm trying to figure out like, like why I feel like something's missing in my life. And, you know, do you guys have any resources for that? And she said, well, have you gone within? And, and so it was kind of, I was a little bit baffled by the question because you know, my brain was like, of course I've gone within. I've thought about this a lot. And, you know, what the hell are you talking about? Gone within, you know? And, and I was kind of like, not like turned off by the question, but I was a little bit like, I guess, you know, I felt like, <laughs> like, I felt like, she didn't like give me credit for who I was. Right. And so I was a little offended, you know, not to her, but to the question. And, and so I, anyway, I left that lunch and kind of was like, look within, look within. And that kind of haunted me for the next few months. So I started doing some coaching work and I did some coaching work with, um, uh, a good friend of mine, Dr. David Zellman, uh, who has this transitions program. And, 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 and I, I really went into this kind of dark place. And in 2000 and, 19, um, I had this moment where, uh, let me back up in December of 18. I had this moment where we decided to sell one of our businesses and it was really a stressful sale. And I ended up selling this business. We ended up moving a couple hundred employees to a new entity. And it wasn't, you know, it was a, it was a kind of a sale by, you know, it was a sale by what's the, how, what's the way to say it? 
it was not like this like monumental sale. It was a sale where like, Hey, it was a kind of a stressful sale and it was the one that I didn't want to have to do. And so Christmas time, I'm just stressing the hell out. I'm going through the sale. This is like the seventh time we've done something that where we had to lay off a bunch of people that didn't move with the sale. So I laid off a couple hundred people in January. I had to do this sale and January 8th, 2019 is the day this happened. And I'm stressing about it, you know, getting this, the, the deal done. It almost didn't close. So, I mean, this is what I'm doing over the holidays. Like the, think, think of that, like this is all I'm doing, right? Instead of hanging out with my family and chilling. And I get done with the thing and I'm just a wreck. I'm, I'm a train wreck. Now, mind you, I just had the kind of previous 15 month experience of something's missing in my life. And this, this traumatic moment happens where I did this thing I really didn't want to, have to do. And it was a time of year I didn't want to have to do it. And I was tired and I was sitting in my car and I don't know what happened, but basically my, my wife and my kids went into an art store to go look at something and on a Saturday and I'm sitting in my car by myself and I just threw up the words, I'm going to quit. And I, I kind of was like, t- take, took and taken aback. It was a response I didn't expect. Like I wasn't something, I wasn't feeling good. That thought had never crossed my mind before, but I threw it up. Now, now, mind you, my identity was tied to what I was doing. Like, this is like, I'm a CEO of a thousand person company. I'm built, I built this nine figure business with my business partners. And, and, and I just said, I'm going to quit this thing. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I couldn't believe it. I said it. I, I really, it was like, I shocked myself. And um, my wife comes back into the car and I said, hey, you know, I'm thinking about quitting. And she's like, okay, well, you know, she's very supportive of me. And she's like, well, why? And I told her what was up. And I said, well, look, I'm not making any rash decisions. I'm going to give it a year. So what was interesting was during that next year, I said, I'm going to give myself 12 months. You know, if I feel this way a year from now, then, then it's done. I'm going to, I'm going to pull the trigger on this. And so that whisper that was deep inside me, it it did kind of the unexpected (laughs) and it just started getting louder and louder and louder and louder over that year. Now, mind you, this is the year I was writing my book. So I was writing the core value equation. That was kind of my, my respite from myself because here I was really dissatisfied, this quiet voice of discontent, this voice that was questioning how I'd spent my life and this voice that was questioning what I had accomplished and, you know, make me felt envy. And, you know, it was just like this really nasty voice that was really, really unkind to me, um, just took control and got really loud. And, and I remember, you know, someone saying something like, Oh, well, you know, you just, you just need gratitude in your life. And I looked at them like they were fucking crazy. Like, I was just like, like, what, like, what are you even talking about? Like I'm going through like, but basically the textbook definition of a midlife crisis, mind you, I'm 40 years, I turned 40 in 2018. This is 2019. I'm, I'm, I'm midlife crisis, like bullseye be, in between the eyes. And, um, and, and I, I was repulsed by the suggestion of gratitude because I was, I just wanted the, this to stop, but it kept getting worse and worse and worse. And November 13th, uh, 2019, I, I quit my job and I, I quit my partnership. You know, I stayed on in the board for a few months and really dealt with my exit, but I did the unthinkable. I left, you know, I pulled like a Michael Jordan, you know, I, I left at the top. Like everyone was like, what? You're quitting. Why? Something happened. And they just, it was hard to explain. I just didn't want to do it anymore. 
And, um, and I, I didn't want to do it because this voice had gotten so unbearable that I just didn't, I just couldn't, I couldn't be there. I couldn't do what I was doing. And so I'd written this list during the time because I was trying to figure out like what's next for me, you know, when I, and when, and, and again, this voice is like, I wanted it was January is when I thought about quitting. Um, but you know, I quickly quieted that cause I was like, what are you thinking, man? But I, I started kind of ideating and fascinating or, you know, fantasizing about like what's next because I was like, I knew that there was a chance I wasn't going to keep doing what I was doing. And so I, I wrote this, I started taking writing lists of all these things I wanted to accomplish. I wanted to like go really promote my book and I wanted to, go speak and I wanted to, you know, coach CEOs and, and I wanted to, you know, you name it. And I was like, I, 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 all these things that I really wanted to do, you know, go and, you know, promote some of my thought leadership and build core values for companies. And I wrote this whole list. And then here I was November 14th, 2020 travel the world was one of them. And I was free to do it. Now, yeah, I had some responsibilities because I had to deal with my exit of my business and buy out of my ownership and all that stuff. But, um, <clears throat> but more or less, I, I had a lot of free time, uh, like as much free time as you possibly could have. I had nothing else to do. And I didn't have anywhere else to be. So one of the things I did was I went and traveled. My family and I went to Southeast Asia with a bunch of my friends and we spent a month there and I got back and I started working on my book launch. And 2020 was obviously a weird year. We're, I was supposed to move to, going to take a sabbatical year and go move to Spain. And that kind of got blown up with COVID. But I ended up diving into my book launch and I launched a CEO coaching practice. And that thing took off and I ended up getting 11 clients really quickly. And then I started a mastermind and started doing speaking and I started the podcast. And I mean, I checked, you checked all the boxes. I mean, these were all things I wanted. It was the most creative probably period in my whole life up to that point. And what was interesting was this past summer I found myself kind of in this place of duress again, where I was stressing. I was stressing. It wasn't, it it wasn't a whisper this time. It was just, but the feelings of stress that I was feeling in 2018, I was feeling again. And I talked about this on a couple of podcasts ago and, and I, I had this kind of awakening that, and it was the same voice, by the way, envy. Now I was, it was just a new different targets now. I was envious of other people whose books had done better. I was envious of people whose podcasts had done better. I was envious of, I mean, it was just a bunch of bullshit, right? And so it took me going through the whole process to, to see that I was on, you know, what many people call the hedonic tread, treadmill. I was like, it didn't matter. You could take me out of any setting and put me in a new one. I was still going to feel the same way. And, you know, I talked about this a few months ago. I read The, the Power of One More by, by um, Ed Milet. And that book kind of, for whatever reason, just kind of spoke to me. And I had this realization that I have was just an ungrateful human being. I wasn't grateful for the fact that I had an amazing family. I wasn't grateful for the, for the fact that I have a loving and supportive wife that I've been with for 20 years. That's been, had my fucking back like through thick and thin. I, I wasn't grateful for the fact that I had awesome kids. I mean, my kids are the best and I'm sure I won't feel that way when they're teenagers, but <laughs> one of them just turned 13. Um, but I was ungrateful. I was ungrateful for the fact that I had an amazing dog that I built this house in Austin that I love so much that I, you know, that, that took me years and it was a bucket list item and that I got to live in Austin, a city I always want to live in, that, that I've had a cool life, you know, that I get to do what I'm doing right now. 
you know, promote, promote a podcast where I get to speak my mind and live my gifts that I get to help people. And I was working with amazing clients and that I was just getting to do all these amazing things. I was not grateful for any of it. Just as I was not grateful for the thousand person company that I built that was changing millions of people's lives. Just as I had never been grateful for anything. I'd lived a life without gratitude. And but something was different. I was tired of it at that moment. I, I, I tired myself out once again. The difference was this time is I couldn't quit me. You know, I could blame my last position for whatever. I could make up whatever story I wanted and, and then quit that to go follow my quote unquote, follow my calling. And, but here I was doing that and feeling similarly. I mean, it wasn't exactly the same, but I definitely felt, you know, the voice had quieted, if you will, a lot, but it was still there. And I couldn't, and I couldn't understand why. And what it came down to was that I don't care if you have everything, if you're not grateful for it, you'll always feel like something's missing. And so it was this moment of realization that like gratitude matters, feeling gratitude. You can't be ups, uh, upset with your life if you're grateful for it. And I had gone and blamed my parents and blamed myself. And I was just a bastard to anyone that I felt got in the way of what I quote unquote should have been doing. But I came to this conclusion that it doesn't matter what you're doing if you're not grateful for what you have and grateful for what's next and grateful for the moment that there's nothing I can give you or you can give yourself or the world can give you that will ever make you happy that will ever make you feel satisfied, that will ever fill that hole of discontent. Because for me, I had become chronically dissatisfied. I remember someone said that to me. And I, I it was a label that I didn't like. Because what I felt like it was, it was a life sentence to unhappiness. And I remember thinking, man, I want to fix that. I just didn't know how. I didn't know it was as simple as gratitude. And so a lot's changed for me since then. You know, this happened, you know, July this year, you know, six months ago. And my life kind of transformed pretty quickly. I went from being anxious to being calm. I went from worrying about what's next to being excited about what's next. I went from rushing around to, to build, 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 build this new thing that was going to make me something that I wasn't to calm, calmly walking into what's next with confidence and enjoying the moment. You know, when people used to say, we just got to stop and smell the roses, I was like, I don't know what that means, you know, but a lot's changed for me in it. And I'm going to give full credit of that to my, although it painful discovery of gratitude. So I want you to ask yourself those questions of, you know, what are you grateful for in your life? And if you don't have a really, really long list, because what I found was you can be grateful for almost anything. If you don't have a really long list, then chances are you may be chasing the wrong, you know, goals. You may be chasing the wrong pots of gold because I think the minute we discover that gratitude's there to be had, and, and this doesn't mean that you stop fighting for what you want to build, but if you have gratitude throughout that whole process, it's a different process because I'd always fought to build everything without gratitude and it was empty. It was a treadmill. It was a bar that got raised from a dollar to $10 to $10,000 to $10 million to God knows what's next and didn't matter because the minute I hit that one goal, bar moves up. 
gratitude's not there. I don't get to enjoy it because I'm not happy for it. I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh, great, I did that. Let's go to the next thing. And it's just no way to live. And I think that if you're, we're on this earth for a finite amount of time, we're here to affect as many lives as we can in a positive way. And my discovery was that it's all done in vain if it's done without gratitude. So um, I wanted to share this story with you all because it's something that I had written about. I did a post on it and I thought, you know, this would be a cool solo. I want to share this, this story with everybody. Um, but yeah, ask yourself the question, what am I grateful for? And if it's not a long list, then, then I would tell you, I'm going to give you the advice that was given to me. Go look within and see if you can quiet that voice of discontent and really amplify that voice of gratitude. With that said, um, that's the end of the show today. I hope you all, you all enjoyed it. If you love the show, please give us a review. We're always looking to get reviews and ratings and share this with a friend who maybe needs to hear it. I, I wish someone shared this with me uh, five, six years ago. It would have probably sped up my process a little bit. Um, to that end, love you. Peace out. Happy New Year. Take care. You are listening to The Greatness Machine, and that's a wrap for today. Listen, if you love what you heard, subscribe to the show on whatever podcast platform that you're tuning in on so that you don't miss any of our future episodes. We have tons of great people coming on, and we're, we're stoked to have you here to enjoy it with us. Leave us a review. Tell us what you love most about this particular episode. We love getting the reviews. We love to see what you guys love most. And if this particular episode you know, made you think of someone who's leveling up in their business and in their life, print screen, share it with them. Leaders are the best givers. And after all, we're all here to support and grow with each other. And in case you want to see some of the fun behind the scenes shots or some of the things that we're doing, I'm actually writing about this in my weekly newsletter. Go to www.therealdarius.com and subscribe to my newsletter. We're talking about fun things like business and life and mindfulness and cryptocurrencies and gosh, I don't even know everything and anything, but it's tons of fun stuff I write about. I try to get it out on a weekly basis. You can subscribe at www.therealdarius.com. And with that said, look, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. I love you. Peace. We're out of here. See you guys on the next one. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you wanna learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you listen to your podcasts.